Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Uh, my name is Elizabeth, and today I want to talk to you about faith. And I know it's a kind of a big topic and one that could be misunderstood by some, or I, I'm stepping, I feel like I'm stepping a little bit on in, in a touchy territory, but I want to get into this with you. But before I do, I want to talk to you a little bit about an upcoming retreat. And I know you've heard a lot about retreats from me lately. Mostly I've been talking about Costa Rica. Um, but we're going to switch gears a little bit because there is a retreat coming up in June 16th to 18th at my home here, my lake house. And I wanted to share a little bit with you about why this is so special and why I want to talk about it with you today. So this is a small, intimate weekend gathering. Um, and there's only seven who can come. That's all that, all I have room for. I can sleep seven of you comfortably, including my, or plus myself, I guess. Um, so that's why the numbers are really small. But the other thing that happens because the numbers are so small is that there's such an opportunity for me to kind of help you break down some of the walls and help you create that space for yourself to create something new and beautiful. This is the fourth retreat um, at my house and the fifth one, if you count in Costa Rica, and it has felt really special to be planning this after the big sort of incredible experience that we all had in Costa Rica. The retreat, like I said, is much smaller and more intimate. And I love getting into them, into the work with you. You know, it's, it, it's more of an opportunity to actually implement and to ask me direct questions that relate to your circumstances. And it might be related to your divorce, your separation, <clears throat> but I also know that some women who come to this, this retreat, um, they might've met me during that time, but they're years past it now. And so they might be coming for other work, for other healing. Um, as women and in life, we go through so much and things happen and there's there's a lot of things that we might need to work through in order to invite more joy and happiness into our lives. So we have this really powerful release exercise that we always do on the Saturday. And, you know, the very first time we did it, um, it was just like, it was like a spur of the moment. It was just this literally brilliant idea that I had. It just came to me, I guess you could call it a download, um, that we were going to release. We've been talking about limiting beliefs and blocks that stand in our way. And I'm like, I know we're going to let go of this. We're going to get rid of this and we're going to shift gears and get into something positive. So we did this exercise and the thing, it was so powerful for all of us, like beyond what I could possibly have expected. When I first explained it to them and when I've explained this exercise to people in subsequent, subsequent retreats, there's always a bit of a like, you want us to do what? But it's so powerful. And not only does it clear out space, but we immediately fill that space with love and joy and anticipation and all the other things that we're then going to bring in as we work through more in the retreat. And this particular retreat is happening in connection with the new moon, the new moon in Gemini in June and also the upcoming summer solstice. So really powerful new beginning energy and, you know, perfect time to be calling in and creating um, and co-creating our new lives. So really would like for you to come to that if this, if you feel called to any of the things that I just talked about. And um, currently it is pretty much half full. I have four spots left. Like I said, I only um, accommodate seven at the most. And um, we have a private chef. We have ceremony. We do crafts. We make things together that you can take home with you. You learn a lot. 
we have free time. I might even have an RMT, a massage therapist on, on hand this time for your free time. There is so much. It's just a beautiful weekend together. I'm actually thinking of making it three days next time. But anyway, that's for another conversation. So of course, all the information on that and the link will be in the show notes. But if you're in a hurry to get over there, it's theseparationclub.com slash retreats. Okay, let's shift gears. Today, I want to talk to you about faith. And faith is one of those topics that can be like, it's one of those topics you're not supposed to go into, like don't talk to people about their weight, their religion or their age or something like that, right? Um, It's, it can be a very touchy subject, but I want you to know right away that this isn't all about whether you should believe or should not believe or that one way is right or the other way is wrong. Um, It's not like that at all. It's about having faith in yourself, in something maybe, in life, as we move forward, as we heal, as we grow. So I want to talk to you about what that can look like. And if you want to have faith in something, but you're having trouble with that, how to do that. So that's the conversation I want to have with you today. So let's, let's jump into it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and day today. My name is Elizabeth, and I am the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself, and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, coaching, and that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I'm also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried, and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you're recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. So today, I invite you to join me for this conversation about faith. No matter what you believe in, even if it's nothing at all, you will find this conversation illuminating and perhaps thought-provoking, and maybe it will help you restore some faith in something that works for you. So join me. Let's dive in. Hi there, and welcome back. So let's talk about faith. And I know this can be a touchy subject, so allow me to tread through it as gently as I possibly can. I am not, by the way, tied to the one belief or the other. I have my own personal beliefs and I probably will be sharing those with you today. I don't even know exactly where I'm going with this, but let's let's make this a, a fun and open conversation to learn something from each other. And okay, so let's just get started. So you know, when you're going through a crisis, which a divorce, let's face it, that is a crisis. It's the end of something that was really important to you and when something like that happens, we tend to we tend to reach for things like faith or we want to. We want to find an explanation. We want to know why this happened. And so sometimes reaching for faith, like for example, a religion, can help us find that answer, perhaps. Or maybe one of the things that you're finding incredibly frustrating right now is that you don't feel like you're getting that answer. You know, let's just to start with religion, for example. It could be that, you know, you might be thinking did God decide to do this or put this challenge in front of me because I've done something to deserve it? Have I, have I behaved in a way that wasn't, you know, I didn't deserve this family? You know, I know that some faiths, not all, some faiths go down that road. And, and I find that to be very destructive and very, 
um, harmful to the person who might believe in that or who's being told things like that. Because of course, none of you have done anything to deserve anything bad that happens to you. Um, I, I don't believe in that at all. And I don't believe that any God that you may believe in, whose God is supposed to be good and love all, that he would ever, or she would ever, <laughs> choose to, to, to do that, to punish. So I don't believe in that at all, I will say. And if you find that your faith is causing you more pain than answers, um, or bringing you more pain than answers, and uh, causing you to really just question yourself and who you are as a person in a way that's destructive, then you might be focusing on the wrong thing to believe in. Just putting that out there. Now, for some though, reaching for that faith, reaching for an, an answer, you know, going through perhaps the Bible or scripture or going to church and hearing lessons or guidance from their pastor or priest or whatever it may be, um, can really provide some answers, some insight into uh, what energies or what, uh, you know, that they can tap into to get through this. How do you seek coming from a loving heart when you're going through something that perhaps makes you very angry and hurt and resentful. Um, so there can certainly be answers for you in religious learning about all those things. So maybe that's a place that helps you find comfort. And ultimately, no matter what I talk about here, anything that gives you comfort in a positive way, that guides you in a positive way, that helps you heal and grow as a human being in a positive way so you feel good about yourself, I'm all for it. It doesn't really matter if it's this, that, or the other thing, all right? So I wanna introduce some concepts and some things that I tend to see in my Facebook group, for example. You know, there's almost 10,000 women in there who talk about how they're getting through this. And, and there certainly is conversation around faith and how some women have, have reached for that and found comfort in that. And I'm so happy for them that they do. So it's something that if that has been a positive force in your life already, then that might be the place to go. Um, but if it isn't, and if it feels judgmental or unhealthy or toxic or um, uh, like you just aren't good enough in some way, then it might not be the right thing for you. So I just want you to have an open mind to that. So uh, that's, that's one part of faith. And I wanted to bring that up first because religion, I think when people talk about, do you have faith? We tend to think about religion first. Now, what I tend to think about when I think about faith, if I was almost asked, do you have faith? I generally think of, do you have faith in yourself? And do you have faith in that things can work out for you? How or who what spiritual force is involved in that, um, we can talk about that later. But during this conversation, that's kind of where I want to come from when I talk about faith, is do you have faith in yourself that you can get through this, that you can figure this out, that you can be happy again? And do you have faith that life can once again feel sweet and delicious and joyful and loving and happy and good and balanced and all the things that you want it to feel like? Do you have faith that that's even possible? And if your answer to either of those questions is no, then that's where you need to start. And that isn't necessarily running off to a church to you know, ask for guidance. I think first we need to be able to believe that we are able to ask for the right guidance. Um, and that starts with faith in ourselves. So, Faith in yourself, what is that? What does that even mean, right? I, 
now again, I'm, I'm tuning back into what I hear a lot of. So things like I, I've lost faith in my judge of people, for example. How could I have chosen this particular person to be my partner thinking that they would be kind and loving forever and here they've turned out to be this perhaps awful person? Or um, it could even be for, for women who have made the decision or people who have made the decision to step away from their marriage for whatever reason, you know, they've just decided that this isn't for them anymore. They also tend to lose faith in themselves because how could I have, you know, first of all, entered into a relationship that wasn't right for me. And then now I'm going to hurt somebody that I really care about very much. And potentially also I'm, I'm hurting my children by doing this. You know, what kind of a person am I? And how can I have faith in myself as being a good person when I'm doing these things, right? So, and it's a tough one. And I know I've already talked quite a bit about you know, the guilt that goes around being the one who ends the, the marriage or decides to walk away from it, regardless of reasons. I'm not even going to get into any of the nuances of the reasons right now. Um, when somebody chooses to leave a relationship, regardless, it feels difficult to do that. It feels, um, you feel guilt, you feel responsibility suddenly, you're the one making that decision, regardless of why. And you start to question yourself. It's, I think it's pretty natural to do that. But here's again where faith can help you. Faith in yourself can help you. And also faith in life. There is a fundamental belief that I hold and that I would like to encourage you to consider. And that's that we were born and put on this earth to, to have a beautiful life, to have love in our life, to share love, to have an abundant life, whatever that may be. It doesn't have to be attached to money, but abundant meaning you know, love flowing in, love flowing out, fun, joy, great experiences, being someone who who facilitates experiences as much as, you know, has experiences. Um, there's, so, there's so much to be enjoyed in life. There's so many incredible people and places and foods and nature and beautiful things to experience. And you were put on this earth to enjoy that and to to savor the beauty of life and to experience the most incredible emotions and love and joy and fulfillment and um, the you know gratitude and all of these beautiful things. We were meant to have those experiences. We were not put on this earth to not have those experiences. Now, it's of course part of the human experience. It's a messy one and bad things happen. You know, people move away, people die, people leave. Um, there are wars, there are bad things. And that is unfortunately also part of our human experience. But that is not why we're here. We're not here to experience bad things. We're here to find, at least this is what I believe, we're, we're meant to find joy and find faith and happiness and love despite the bad things that happen. It's, it's life is here to teach us to find and seek those moments and to heal the pain that comes our way. Because, of course, it's going to happen. You, you don't get to go through life without ever getting hurt. And that's okay. That's, that's part of it. There's so much strength and so much, um, again, experience and love that's gained from learning how to handle a difficult situation. So faith is, is that ability to, to accept that, okay, this is happening and I, don't, I wish it wasn't, and it's not what I wanted, and it was not what I thought was going to happen, it was not what I placed my faith in when I married this person, for example. But here I am, and 
I truly believe I deserve to be happy. You know, I truly believe that that something bigger and better it was intended. And so therefore, I'm going to have faith in that and faith in myself to make the right decision here for me. And that making the right decision is also right for the other people that are involved. You know, that's that's one of the things that's the hardest, right? Is that when, when you are making a decision to do something, whatever that may be, um, and you know it affects someone else, it feels heavy and it feels hard and you worry about it and you wonder if you have the right to do this. Um, the, the thing is, again, your family, your friends, your, your children, they need you to be happy. That's really what they want for you and from you. Um, they want you at your best for them. They want your fullest love, your happiest smile, your most vibrant joy exuding from you because they benefit from that the most instead of you being dimmed in your light and not joyful because you are sacrificing. That's not benefiting anyone. So have faith in that more was meant for you and that this is your chance. Now you've been put at this crossroads. Something is ending, which means that the door is wide open for something new to come in. And you've been put at this crossroads for a reason. Whether you understand that reason right at this moment doesn't really matter, but there's a reason you're here. And one of those reasons, one of the really big reasons, and perhaps the only reason you're here is so that you can start something new. You know, one of the things that I learned, it took me a few years to grasp this, but I want to share this with you because maybe it can help you shave some years off the journey, was that I realized that my time with my ex was done. Our contract, if you will, had completed. You know, I, I now look back and I believe that we were meant to come together um, to have children and to make four incredibly gorgeous, handsome, wonderful boys. Yes, gushing. <laughs> but... That's something we did really well together. We made great kids. And that was, we didn't do a whole lot of other things really well, but that we did well. And once that was kind of done and, you know, the kids were older and had a hold on life and, you know, it just became clear that we were no longer meant to be together. And, you know, yes, sure, he had an affair, which is what triggered the end of us. But I can honestly tell you that, you know, I look back and, yeah, that was what was meant to happen because we were meant to go our separate ways and start something new, which is what I did. And this, which is why I'm talking to you. And I know I've mentioned this to you before as well. So have faith that life has something in store for you. And it's always something good. It's not like life just works to plan bad things for you. And so speaking of that, I want to address something else that a lot of people like to put a lot of faith or at least hope in, and that's karma. Okay, so karma is one of those things I just, you know, just have faith that karma will get them, whoever, right? That karma will do its thing, that karma will come back and whatever, they'll get payback. So a lot of people, when they talk about karma, they, it's, it's in the revenge kind of a place or a state of mind. It's like, you know, they've hurt me and they've done all these terrible things and oh I hope karma gets them you know I hope karma does its thing and you know karma's a bitch or whatever right it it's this belief or this hope that we have that they're going to get payback that is a really low vibe thinking really low like and I can tell you it doesn't bring happiness it's not like 
oh good, something horrible happened to my ex. Now I am happy and free and that's it. I can, I can get on with my life. It doesn't work like that. You might have a moment or an hour or an evening or a day or maybe even a week of going like, oh yeah, I kind of like that that happened to them, that shitty thing that happened to them. But as time passes, it doesn't change your life for the better in any way. And on top of that, now you know that you're someone who reveled in someone else's uh, misery, somebody you once loved very much, perhaps still do, someone who is possibly the other parent of your children. You know, I just, I was never able to embrace the karma concept. And people used to say it to me all the time. It's like, oh, you know, karma will get him. Karma will get him. It's like, that's not the goal here. My goal was to get happy again, period. It was just, it was unrelated to him as far as I was concerned. And, and so it should be. My happiness was my only priority. Now that this marriage was over, I wanted to be happy, really happy, joyful, have a great life, have a great life with my children and great relationship with them. That's what I wanted. Whatever happened to him was irrelevant. That had no effect on me. And, and so again, having faith in the right place, having faith in wanting more for yourself and that there's, that's possible is a much higher vibration than being focused on something bad happening to the other person so that you can have a moment of, yeah, yeah, okay, that was good. So you see where I'm going with that. So I'm gonna drop karma at this point. Um, it's a, like I said, a much less satisfying path than you may think, and it's not really something to place a lot of faith in because whatever may happen, um, it's not gonna give you what you were looking for. So I wanna move on to talk about things that you probably have heard a lot more about recently uh, over the last few years, I'm gonna say, but for some of you, it's you know maybe something you pushed away and pushed away, but now it's being talked about so much, it's, it's kind of hard to push it away. And that's you know things like the law of attraction, um, the universe, believing in the universe, having faith, and the universe will provide um, source energy, some of those things. And and of course, there's many other religions, but I, I popped those into the first part that I talked about. When it comes to a more spiritual path and a more spiritual faith, if you will, having faith in some kind of entity or not even entity, but um, a force or a an energy that is available to you to improve your life uh, is much like having a faith in a God of some kind. And in fact, when I talk, I talk a lot about the law of attraction and the universe and source energy. And it's, it's a lot of the work I do is around that. And I believe in that there is an energy around us, out there and around us in here um, that is instrumental in helping us achieve what we want to achieve. It might be God for you. And it might be source energy for you. It might be the universe for you over here. Um, so it's, it, it is what it is to you. The reality is that we like to believe in something, something outside us. And I think the reason we do is because we know there is something outside us. There's way too many things that are unexplained and miraculous. And I mean, my God, just look outside. You know, did God create the earth in seven days? I don't know. But it's pretty miraculous what's going on out there. You know, even now as I sit here and record this and it's spring and, you know, I, I'm starting to see pictures on my Instagram feed of people's, you know, daffodils and tulips that are coming up. And I can tell that things are starting to grow outside my window, even though there's still ice on the lake. Um, I can tell by my nose, because <laughs> I have seasonal allergies, that things are growing. I'm starting to sneeze in the morning and when I spend time outside. So 
you know, for sure things are happening. But what I'm getting at is like that it's so miraculous what happens. Like every fall and winter, everything dies, or at least we feel like it does. That's what it looks like. It goes into this deep, deep freeze in the part of the world that I live in. And now everything is thawing and melting and it's going to be so beautiful again. And this just keeps happening. And that to me is a miracle. And you have to have faith in something, if nothing else, have faith in that you know spring will always come, summer will always follow, fall will always follow that, and sure enough, winter will come again. You can have faith in that. You can have faith in that there is an energy outside that that creates and builds and grows every spring and that blossoms into fruition and incredible abundance every summer. And that knows that it needs to rest and take a break and release every fall and go into deep sleep and deep rest so it can refresh and rejuvenate and come back up in the spring. This happens around us every year. We don't question it. We don't wonder if it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. It's just like we don't question if the sun is going to rise or if the moon is going to rise every day. We don't question that. We know it will. There might, it might be cloudy. We might not see the sun or the moon for days. But we know it's there. We know that they both rise every single day. We know that the moon determines the tides that come in and out. Huge, vast oceans are guided by the energy of the moon. Low tide, high tide, it's incredible. It all depends on the position of the moon and her ability to affect it. That's miraculous. I have faith in that. I have faith in that there is so much energy around us that it can make all of the things that I just said happen. And because of that, I also believe that all of this energy can make things grow and and become abundant in your life. Why are you any different? Why am I any different? Why is anyone any different? That energy is available to all of us. Have faith in that. Whether you believe that God created that energy or you believe that it is you know, nature or Gaia as in Mother Earth or Grandmother Moon or Father Son or or anything like that, source energy, the universe, whatever you believe in, cosmic energy, um, astrology, have faith that there is something going on that can create incredible things for you. And that's pretty amazing. That makes it a little bit easier to start believing in a future that can be created by you or co-created, co-created with you and this energy that's all around us through love and belief and faith and, and just an open heart. Faith actually is one of the cornerstones of creating the life that you want. Um, I read a book by Napoleon Hill uh, called Think and Grow, sorry, I just think for a second there, <laughs> called Think and Grow Rich. And he has, I think his 13 principles of how to have the life that you want. And faith is one of the first ones. I know some of the other ones are imagination and, um, oh, I can't remember all of them now, but faith is one of them. And the faith that he talks about is having faith in yourself and that it will be. Have faith that what you want is available to you and that you can have it. And if you start believing in that and believing that it's possible for you, you'll suddenly discover that there's a lot that is possible for you. But if you don't believe it can happen, then it's not going to happen. 
right? I think it was Henry Ford who said, whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. Think about that one. Whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you are right. What do you think about that? Isn't that about having faith in yourself? Exactly. So there are also, you know, other things that we can place our belief in because we like to believe in something specific. So let's say religion isn't your thing and you don't know exactly where to anchor your faith because I think the thing that we're often looking for, and I think one of the things that people find very comforting with religion is that there's usually a place to worship, like a church or a synagogue or a temple or something. There's a there's an entity to believe in, the God you know, in itself, whatever it's called. And there are certain rituals and practices that make it easier. You know, there's reading the Bible, there's devotionals, there's Bible circles, there's a, uh, some kind of a sermon every Sunday where you get some lessons and things to think about. And um, often you also get community, which these are all things that we enjoy when we embrace a faith or a religion in our community. So when we're choosing a more spiritual path, where do we find that? Where do we get the community? So, you know, as as these spiritual practices really started to become more commonplace, uh, they have, of course, been around forever. But as they became more commonplace, um, it was still kind of off social media, off the grid, if you will, like witchy, um, Wiccan. You hear these kinds of things, people reading tarot cards, believing in angels, um, having, you know, circles, women gathering and, and doing, you know, sacred circles and things like that. Well, those things used to be considered kind of weird and out there and scary, but now they're becoming much more mainstream. You know, when I run these retreats and again, we do gather in a sacred circle and simply means that we create this sacred space for us all to feel safe and loved and heard and to be harnessing the energy of each other and the love of each other and each other's faith in ourselves and each other. We kind of bring all this into our circle and hold this energy um, together and and help it sort of guide us and, and boost us and give us strength and make us realize that anything is possible, especially when we don't have to do it all by ourselves. And that's a really big part of the retreats, you know, when we went to Costa Rica, for example, we had a circle on the first night and we opened our circle and we included all of, you know, each other and we, we made it a very loving circle. And before we left, we closed the circle just to hold that energy and to, and to keep it in its place as it was intended for all of us to continue to return to, you know, every time we look at pictures, we go back into that sacred container and that's what we do here at the retreat as well. And, um, it's what happens when women gather. It's what happens when you go in the circle and you maybe have some candles in the middle or you have um, some practices that you do or some rituals that you might do. It might be journaling. It could be meditation. It could be yoga. It could be um, chanting or singing. Um, it could be reading tarot cards. It could be creating a beautiful mandala. Um, that's something we did actually at all my retreats. Now, you know, a flower mandala that we created together in, in the middle of our circle. Um, and these things feel so powerful and full of what we want. And we, you know, we really set our intention on those practices and use those symbols to, to anchor our faith in, not that we think that the circle is going to create it or we're calling in someone to do this for us. It's more of a, 
anchoring of this, I believe in this, and, and I'm gonna use these beautiful flowers as a symbol of my faith and my love for myself and my belief or my, what I wanna create for myself. It's more of a, a beautiful, creative, loving, abundant energy. So how does all of this sound so far? Now, I think we all also know people who have, don't believe in anything. You know, they just find that world is just a really hard place and everything bad happens to them. And, you know, all they know is that bad things happen to good people or here I go again, or, you know, they just have this sort of dark cloud over them all the time. And I'm pretty sure that you don't want to be one of those people or you don't want to go through life in that way. And otherwise you wouldn't still be listening to this. So I hope you're hearing and feeling that invitation to have faith in yourself and that there is a beautiful life waiting for you. And I want to give you some steps today to kind of get you started on this journey or maybe maybe it's just to get you thinking a little bit more about how you can bring a faith into your life that feels right for you. Um, I'm not here to tell you what you should believe in and every one of you who's listening is going to have a different experience with this conversation. But I just think it's really valuable to believe in something, um, somewhere to, to kind of anchor ourselves and anchor some practices perhaps and where we can actually articulate what we want and perhaps sit down and, and in some way pray, whether we're praying to a God or an angel or simply to a candle and to our journal and asking for this beautiful life and having faith in it and expressing our gratitude for all the beautiful things that have come into our life. That can be done in any way, in any place, at any time. It's not required that you go into a church for that. So what can you do? I kind of came up with five things um, beyond, I guess, what I've already talked about. But in order to, you know, I started off this conversation by talking about having faith in yourself and having faith in that good things were meant for you here in life. And I really think that's where it has to start. In order for you to choose something else to believe in, if you don't believe in yourself, then I don't believe that anything, any faith, any religion, any spiritual practice can fill that hole, that gap or that void for you. Because if you don't believe in yourself, you're going to be this sort of this bleeding wound that's going to get stuffed by people kind of throwing ideas at you, but because you are not taking time to look inward and believing in yourself and your own values and knowing what they are, you could easily choose the wrong thing to kind of hang on to. So really, you know, here we go back into the, the practice of, you know, what, what do I believe in? What is important to me? What are my values? What are my core beliefs about life, about people, about who I want to show up as, about how I want to live my life? You know, start by getting really clear on those things. Having faith in yourself, what does that mean? So for, for many, you know, it might mean being able to keep promises to myself. You know, little things like, oh, every January I, I set a goal of starting an exercise routine and I never do. I last for like two weeks and then I fall off the wagon. You lose faith in yourself. When you try to start a new business and you might have failed a couple of times, but maybe you failed mostly because you gave up too soon or... Maybe you've already started dating and, and it hasn't really worked out so far, but maybe you're also so busy telling yourself this will never work and you have no faith that it actually will. You have no belief that it actually will work. Maybe that's why it's not working. So let's start by, by kind of practicing and flexing our having belief in yourself muscle, okay? 
and it can be done in really simple little ways like um you know setting uh, a practice this is why morning practices by the way are so important because when we make a promise to ourselves to do that and we do it every day now you've started the day by doing something that was good for you and you've kept a promise to yourself and you've done something that perhaps you didn't really want to do but you had promised yourself you would so you got up and you did it and now you know that you are able to do things you set your mind to you're able to keep promises to yourself and so you start to build this trust and faith in yourself and then we can start to you know start believing in that there's good things here in life that are meant for us to experience. Number two, I want you to find something in your life that makes you go, wow, and have faith in that. And that kind of comes with a whole, like having faith in that wonderful things can happen in your life and that that was meant to be. But, you know, whether it is, like I talked about earlier, the beauty of nature and the absolute incredibleness of the things that we see out there, like incredible sunsets or sunrises or magnificent moon or maybe it's an incredible mountain range or some other experience that just makes you go wow life is beautiful life is incredible can't believe this is happening this is amazing find those things in life remember those things write about those things in your journal visualize them and just express gratitude for having experienced them gratitude for those things existing and also accept that if those things can happen, then so can the things that you want. Because in the grand scheme of things, what you want is not any more miraculous than the things that I've just talked about. You know, you want to create a beautiful, happy, abundant, loving life for yourself. Well, have faith in that that is very doable. Other people have it. Why not you? So have faith in that this is available to you as well and that it's very possible for you. And right now, all you have to have faith in is that, yes, I I can have that and I know I can have that. I don't know how yet. I don't have to figure that out yet. But I believe I really have faith in that that is available to me and that I will have it. That's it. Can you do that? Okay, so that was number two. Um, Number three would be to seek some kind of spiritual guidance to get in touch with that part of yourself. You know, if you're really struggling to to understand what you believe in and what feels right, or even if you perhaps you do have faith and you kind of know which direction you're going in, but you don't know how to create a practice around it or a ritual around it or how to even find the right words for that belief that you believe in. Find the spiritual guides or perhaps religious leaders um, that resonate with or that speak the same language as your heart does. That say things that every time you you see their their posts, if it's on Facebook or you hear them speak, you find yourself going, wow, that is so well said or that's so beautiful. And I realize that not every one of those people are available for you to work with one-on-one read their books, listen to their podcasts, watch what they do, learn from them. There are so many beautiful mentors out there who share so freely and so abundantly with all of us. It's available to you as well. So find and seek and then learn from these spiritual guides that are out there and that are really just waiting for you to find them so that you can learn what you need to learn to live that life that you really want. And number four, make sure that what you believe in or choose to believe in um, and where you place your faith, I should also say, is in alignment with your core values and beliefs. I've mentioned this already a couple of times, 
but it's so important to get in touch with what you really believe in, what you really um, value in life. Like, you know, it could be family, it could be integrity, honesty, um, love, you know, any of those things. But don't just attach words to this exercise. You know, if you really want to get in touch with what you believe in, you know, I really believe in family. What does that mean to me? What is family? What does it mean to show up for my family? What does it mean for me to to do things as a family? Like really get specific. And yes, you're probably thinking, well, I thought we were a family or whatever. I hear you. Well, now you're a different family. What does that look like? What's the perfect scenario of that? And start getting into like understanding what you care the most about. And then you know what to reach for. You know, what you know, it's like, okay, well, I really believe that this is the embodiment of family, or this is an, a true expression of love. Well, can I express love like that? Yes, I can. I do already with my family, my kids, whatever, right? So get clear on that. And you'll start to realize you start to see the path and the things that you need to do to live this beautiful life that you really want. And the last one, really, number five, um, is to have faith in new beginnings and start creating one for yourself right now. You're at the end of something, which means the door is wide open for you to start something new, something beautiful, something created by you, for you, and in the knowing that everyone you love will benefit from you achieving this. Everyone, including you, of course. So have faith in yourself, have faith in love again, open your heart to that. Let it in as it feels right. You can do this in so many ways. I could probably go on for another hour about that, you know, practices of meditation and all those things. But you know what I'm gonna do for now? I'm gonna say, sign up for my retreat or keep listening to this podcast or join the Rising Free membership. These are all places where we do this work. Rising Free Membership, we meet every week. You want to talk about spiritual guidance? That's what you'll get. We meet every week. We talk about practices. We talk about how to implement them. We talk about having faith and how to do it. We talk about how to get rid of those limiting beliefs that stop us. We do all of that work. We do all of that work there at the retreats and everything. And I want you to have the life that you want. That's why I offer all these services. That's why I offer this podcast for free because I want you to have access. So there's more available to you out there. If this has made sense to you and if any of the things I've said make sense to you, then I invite you to join some of those as it feels right. I'll put all that information below. But until then, go back and listen to those five and do some journaling around them. Ask yourself again what you can do to step up for yourself. So here are the five. Keep promises to yourself. Make them and keep them. Okay, have faith in yourself. This is about building your faith muscle, your faith in yourself and in life. So keep promises to yourself. Find something in life that makes you go wow and have faith in that. Seek spiritual guidance to get in touch with that part of yourself. Make sure that what you believe in or choose to believe in in place and and have faith in, sorry, is in alignment with your own core values and beliefs. And finally, have faith in new beginnings and start creating one for yourself now. Like what a great journaling prompt. What do you want to start now? What new beginning do you want to jump into right now? And how can I create that for myself? Even if I was just to choose one thing, one tiny little thing, right? Okay. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for sharing this time with me and with all of us as we listen to this together. I can feel the energy of all of you here with me. I think this was a really 
fun conversation. I really enjoyed talking about this with you today. And I thank you for your open mind and heart as you chose to listen to this with me today. I would love to hear from you. So here's what I'd like to ask you to do. Um, please, please, please leave me a review. Tell me what you thought about this episode. Leave me some stars. If you like this show, throw five stars up in the review for me, please, because it helps more women just like you find this podcast so they also can learn and they can benefit. Let's spread the love. Let's make sure as many women as possible find out. So I look forward to seeing your reviews, possibly your questions. You can always contact me. All of that information is below as well. And until next time, have the most beautiful day.